Hello and welcome to the East to West WLS podcast. I'm April and I'm the West. And I'm Jason and I'm the East. Together we support the bariatric community with humor, humility, and honesty. And today we are beyond excited to welcome one of the most influential women in our community, Michaela. Hi, Michaela. Hi. <laughs> we are so, 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 so happy that you are able to join us today. We know that you are an extremely busy woman, but we are also thrilled that you just recently became a certified personal trainer. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh man, we've been talking for a few weeks now, maybe a little bit longer, and uh, your passion about movement is what we are most excited to, to really talk with you about today. I know you and I were talking, I'm struggling with movement. It's something that Jason wants to incorporate. It's something that I think a lot of people in this community really struggle to make a part of their daily lives. And since you are the expert in, in this field, we are, like I said, just beyond excited to, to talk with you today about movement, how we can incorporate it in, into kind of our daily lives, maybe make it a part of like who we are, and then how we kind of stick with it when we run out of gas. Yes, nice. <laughs> awesome. All right. So before we dive in, I do just want to let our listeners know that if podcast is maybe not your favorite way of taking in new information, we do record this in Zoom and we post it on our YouTube channel. So uh, if you are watching already, you can see that we are absolutely adorable and we are very animated when, when we have these conversations. So if you would much rather prefer that you watch us on YouTube, I highly recommend that you pop over there and give us give us a watch there. So all you need to do is go to YouTube, type in East, the number two, uh, West underscore WLS, and our podcast channel will pop up. And you can also subscribe there, which is a really great way to be the first person notified when new episodes drop or when new content drops. So, uh, so we highly recommend give, give us uh, a watch and a follow over there. Okay, so enough about all the backend stuff. Michaela, we would love for you to just kind of briefly introduce yourselves to our to our listeners and to our followers who don't already know you um, before we really kind of di kind of dive into the content. But yeah, if you just want to share like, you know, your age or where you live, uh, when you had your bariatric procedure and why you're so passionate about supporting the weight loss surgery community. Yeah. Um, so again, my name is Michaela Miller, Instagram losing to blooming. Um, I am 31 years old. I literally just had to like, how old am I again? <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I had to do it the other day too. It's totally fine. It's Monday. <laughs> um, I'm 31. Uh, I live in Colorado, lived here my whole entire life. I live literally like 40 minutes away from Rocky Mountain National Park um, on the east side. So I live kind of close to like the foothills of the mountains. And um, it's, you know, growing up, I, I think a lot of us have the same story, struggled with weight my whole life. I wasn't a very active person. My family wasn't very active. Um, other than golf, my dad golfs, but I don't consider that the same um you know and I I saw my friends going off and hiking all the time and going on these adventures and uh my body just couldn't keep up and um yeah so that that was pretty much what led me um in 2016 so I was 26 at the time right ah. anyways um I that's pretty much when I decided I'd had enough and I wanted to start living life and enjoy all the things Colorado has to offer. And so, yeah, May, May 23rd of 2016 is when I had uh, the, the sleeve surgery um, and I weighed 300 pounds at the time. 
So now I am down to around 150 is where I'm maintaining. Um, and yeah, I, I'm, what does that put me like four and a half years out? Mm-hmm. Um, and this whole journey, this whole process, like, you know, the, the weight loss is awesome, but where I've really learned the most and where I've really grown the most has been in the maintenance phase. And that is where I've been the most challenged, um, everything. And so that's when I really started to realize, like, I, I'm really passionate about this and I want to help people navigate, not just weight loss, but what comes after weight loss, because that truly is the most important part. Like is weight loss important? Yes. Cause that's what we need to do to get to maintenance, but maintenance is truly the ultimate goal. Like keeping the weight off for the rest of our life and staying healthy for the rest of our life. That is the ultimate goal. And if we can't figure that out, if we can't nail that down for ourselves and what that means for ourselves, um, we're never going to be successful. We're never going to be happy. We're never, we're always going to be struggling. So that, that is, uh, what, what I'm passionate about is, is helping people, um, get to maintenance and figure out how to make maintenance work for them in their life. Hey guys, it's April. If you've been following us for a while, you know that my favorite hot beverage is Retreat Drinks Hot Cacao. I love it because it's made with four simple organic ingredients, cacao, coconut cream, maple, and Himalayan salt. That's it. It is decadent and creamy and just hits the spot when I need something sweet. And the best part about it, it's not going to break my macro bank. If you want to give it a try, visit their website, retreatdrinks.com, and use the code east to west to get 20% off your first order. Because it's when, different for everybody. Oh, yeah, absolutely. When when I really... When I, when I really had a spark to talk to you on, on the podcast and just to get to know you more was when you made a post about finding your happy weight. And it's something that I think so few people talk about in this community because we're so hyper-focused on a number, right? We want to get to a certain number. I have struggled with it. I know Jason and I talk about it often, but our head, our, our, the number in our head might not be the number that our body actually wants to live at forever. And if we can't rectify those two numbers, if we can't come to peace with what our body actually wants, we're constantly going to be battling the scale and that never ends well. And, and I remember seeing a post or watching a post or a story where you were really talking about that. And you just were so honest about you know, here was the number that I thought I was going to live at forever, but here's the number that's actually comfortable and sustainable for me that, you know, th- this number allows me to, to indulge and, and have this connection with food and move my body and do these things, right? It was like this perfect combination of stuff. And when I read that, I was like, holy shit, I've never actually seen or heard anybody talk about this before. And it was just, it really, it really sparked something in my brain. It really caused me to think differently about what maintenance would look like for me. Uh, and it, it was really just, uh, you know, I went down the best rabbit hole I could have because your whole feed, I think the reason that Jason and I both resonate with you is your whole feed is just about how to live a very happy, healthy, fulfilling life. 
at, at a low weight and it's okay to have some loose skin and it's okay to like look one way, but then actually look, look another way in life. It's okay to miss a workout, but it's okay to, to, to find the motivation and, and to be active and, and to find something that you resonate with. I mean, it's just so, it's just so real. And, and, and I think it's so missing and it's so appreciated. And it was the reason that we were so excited to connect with you because your, your insights and your, kind of, you know, your, your roadmap, so to speak for how people can find success after weight loss surgery is just so needed. And it's so amazing. And it's so consumable. And I mean that in the best possible way, right? People can go to your feed, they can reach out to you and you are going to be able to provide them with, with tips and tricks and tools that they can use instantly in their own life, in their own recipe to, to add movement, to make it a part of your, your daily life, to make it not scary, to incorporate nutrition, to do all of these like things that you just have to do to find success in a way that is, that's sustainable and attainable for, for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. How you do it is magic, which is why we're so very excited to talk <laughs> okay, to you nice. today. Well, I don't know about that, well, but thank you. <laughs> the, the, the beauty of it for me that I notice is I know for myself, and I know a lot of people out there that, that we speak with have kind of the same mindset. Everything gets to be so separated when you're doing this, when you're on this journey, because you have to think about, well, the weight loss is here. Then maybe later on, I'll sprinkle in some exercise, but then I also have to worry about food. And then how do I meal plan? And then how do I do this? And everything, we like to compartmentalize so much of the journey that we're on. And with what I found with, with how you bring it to the table is, is it's like a concert. You bring in different parts, different pieces of the band and everything comes together. And it's just a marriage of things that people don't think about instead of thinking about it and picking it in pieces and, and trying to, you know, you bring it all together and say, look, if you lay it out this way, not only is it extremely attainable, but it's very easy to do. And you don't have to use so much of your brain power to, to think about it in so many separate different categories. Once you bring it all together, it's just the new path that you're on. And you know that's just how you, you live now. And it makes it so much easier when you think about it that way versus this giant mountain and mass of stuff that you have to you know clean down to this one plate you know, you bring it out and it's, you just lay it out on a platter with everything together and just say, this is how you attack it. Yeah, thank you. No, it is, you know, people, we all, I think we all get in that headspace of like, oh my gosh, you know, how, how am I going to reach that? How, how am I going to reach that mm -hmm. peak? And the mm -hmm. only way to reach it is to take it one step at a time. And that is, you know, a part of my success is because I'm four years out and I, I have allowed myself, you have to allow yourself to learn on this journey. You have to be okay with stumbling. You have to be okay with finding out like, oh, that lifestyle doesn't really work for me. So I'm gonna adjust and I'm gonna try something different now or, or that style of meal prep doesn't really work for me. That's too time consuming. I'm going to adjust and do something different. Um, it's not going to be one size fits all. It's all about truly like, this is why I like to say, don't make it about a goal weight, make it about a goal lifestyle. You need to start figuring out how you want your life to look every single day. What do you want your, how do you want your day to look? And it should incorporate exercise. It should incorporate um, nutrition, you know, getting your water in some time for self-care, mental health, um, and so you really need to picture that for yourself and then start putting in those, those steps, those habits in place. And for me, like we've kind of already alluded to, 
it all starts with movement. I truly, truly believe that one of the biggest reasons why I've been so successful is because I've made exercise and activity such a huge part of my life, my everyday life. And that was not something, like I said, I grew up understanding. Growing up, exercise was a short-term solution for weight loss you didn't maintain it. It's not something you just did every day to feel good. It, it was punishment. It was, well, I gained 10 pounds and so now I got to go join the next, uh, you know, beach body class, or I got to get this, uh, join the, the gym that just opened up or whatever, and, and, or do this extreme program to lose 20 pounds in 30 days or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is. And then once you do that, then you're like, well, I'm done, I guess. And then you lose, then you gain 20 pounds back. <laughs> yes. And it's this constant cycle instead of finally recognizing, like, I don't care what weight you're at. I don't care what weight you maintain at. I don't care. Maybe weight loss isn't even your goal. Movement should be a part of your daily life, no matter what, because it's going to make you feel better. When you feel better, you take better care of yourself. You're more mm -hmm. likely to eat healthier. You're more mm -hmm. likely to drink your water. Like it all, to me, it all centers around movement. And I think you, I think you have like, when you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm having deja vu because I think one of the first times that you and I spoke, like actually like we were video, con we were video calling or something. I remember you said like, well, but after surgery for the first time, movement wasn't a punishment. Movement wasn't something that I felt like I had to do. It, it, it was something that I was drawn to do. It was something that I wanted to do. And when movement was disconnected from the weight loss, even though in a way they are connected, it, it was it was a whole different way of looking at things. And it was like, for the first time ever, it was like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, instead of movement being a punishment for my weight, now movement is an expression of joy. It's an expression of what I can do because I'm living in a healthy way. And I was yeah. like, holy shit, that was just like a complete paradigm shift for me that I had never in a million years thought about. But and for all of us, exercise was a punishment before. Mm -hmm. And again, this has taken me, I didn't just come to this right after yeah. surgery. This, yeah. this is something I really realized, honestly, um, at the beginning of, well, 2020. <laughs> so at the end of last year, I was still on this roller coaster of being shackled to the scale and bummed out about like little weight gains and trying to do what I can to stay at the weight I was at or whatever. And I wasn't, I wasn't really enjoying my workouts anymore. They were feeling like a chore. Cause this is, this is the other thing. So when I started out, I had some ideas in my head of fitness goals that I had. I wanted to hike a 14er. I wanted to run a Spartan race, which I think having goals like that are very important. Um, you know, I, I had all these things I wanted to do and then I went out and I did them and it was awesome. And your first time is just amazing. But then once you're like three years, four years out, you know, that honeymoon phase fades and you're no longer having these big like first time moments and um, fitness. So weight loss, you, you'll see that a lot quicker than you'll see like fitness results, um, like strength gains, muscle mm -hmm. gain, that takes mm -hmm. a lot longer. Mm -hmm. And so that can get really hard. And, and I was getting stuck in this rut of like, why, why am I not seeing progress why and exercise just wasn't fun anymore and I wasn't 
getting that joy or excitement out of it. And I was um, definitely using it more as like punishment and, um, you know, like, oh, I just, I just need to make sure that I stay this weight. And so I just got to make sure that I, I get in, I burn as many calories. It was all about burning calories. Um, and it, it wasn't helpful for me. I was in a really low place mentally and I was close to just giving up. I was tired. I was wearing myself out, burnt out. Um, and this year I really worked to make that shift of like exercise should be one of the purest forms of self-love that you can show your body because our bodies do so much for us and to give back to your body, you should be taking care of it. And the ways we take care of our body are rest, movement, nourishment, hydration. Um, and you need those things every single day. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's, I really had to switch that mindset. I put a lot of work in this year to switch that mindset. And, and, and that's what I'm really trying to spread to other people is you don't have to work out two hours a day, killing yourself. Um, you just don't have to focus, mm -hmm. shift it and make it about feeling better. Cause you're not going to feel good. If you're working out two hours a day, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe you're getting the weight loss results you want, but I guarantee you're feeling tired, burnt out. Like eventually mm -hmm. that's going to catch up to you mm -hmm. and it's not going to be maintainable. This is all about maintaining, making yes. something sustainable. What can I do long-term? So finding that balance for you, what kind of a lifestyle do you want to live? And at the end of the day, I want a lifestyle where I'm enjoying exercise. I'm doing it maybe 30 minutes to an hour a day. I change it up when I want. I listen to my body. Maybe I do yoga some days. Maybe I do a dance cardio class some days. Maybe I do weightlifting some days. I just listen to my body and what I want to do. And it, it really is all about um, respect and self-love and self-care. That's, that's what it is. And uh, yeah. Well, and the difference well, between you saying that movement is important versus a work as specific, you know, you're, you're not just yes. out there promoting a plan of a workout or a plan of a, you know, weight training or any of that. You're just strictly talking about movement. So incorporating the yoga on some days and the weight training and hit workouts and things like that is the exact concert like I was talking about. You know, you, you can you can play with just with a, with just a guitar and drums, but it's not going to sound as good until you add some of the other pieces in there to it. And that's where a lot of people have, you know, they get that they're, they're bored. They don't want to just go lift more weights. They don't want to just go spend 30 minutes on the treadmill or the Peloton or the whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And it, it's the same thing with, you know, with, with, with planning meals and meal prepping. That's why, you know, you switch up what you eat from day to day. So you don't get that same fatigue in, in the flavors that you have. It's the same thing with workouts. As long as you're doing something different each day, you're, you know, that's how you spice it up with that. Just the same way as you do with, with everything else. So, I mean, it's a, it's a perfect, perfect marriage that you bring to the to the table by just saying movement and not specifically a, a certain workout yes definitely 
Oh my gosh. Okay. This conversation is all, I mean, I could, again, straight fire. This is going to be so insightful. And I'm just so excited to really dive into to, to more about your story, how you really arrived at the system that works for you, because clearly it's work, worked for you and, and really your recipe, right? Because the, the whole point of having these conversations is that people understand the, the different ingredients that are out there and they can pull what they want into their own recipe to make it theirs. And mm -hmm. the fact that you've already said, like, you've basically done that. You've looked at everything that's out there you you have tried different things and you've come up with your own recipe and we're just so thankful that you are willing to share that with with, with this community and and with the world because it's it's very much needed and we know that it's a part of it's a tool that we need in our bariatric toolbox to find success and uh yeah we're, we're just we're super excited to to get all of your tips and tricks because this is going to be a game changer for so many people including myself so <laughs> Oh, me too. Yeah, me too. Oh, all right. You guys ready? You ready to dive in? Yes, ma'am. All right. Let's do it. All right. So, Michaela, you told us a little bit about, about yourself and how you got to, to be the woman that, that you are today. Is there anything about your story that, that you want to maybe talk about more, highlight more, either, you know, who you are as a professional, who you are as an individual, about your weight loss journey, your weight loss surgery journey? Um, you know, and a question that I've really been asking people uh, as we have interviewed them is, you know, were you, so, I mean, obviously you committed to having weight loss surgery, you've had weight loss surgery, you're almost five years post-op, but were you a hundred percent sure that your bariatric procedure would work for you when you went into it? Or was there any, was there a moment of hesitation? Um, yeah. Okay. So I'll just kind of talk like some background on my my weight loss story and everything. Um, Cause I do think it's important. And the few times I've shared kind of my background, I've gotten uh, several messages from people thanking me cause they've struggled with a lot of the same things. Um, which is another reason why this community is so great is like, you're not alone. Yes. Odds are there's someone out there that has struggled mm -hmm. with something very similarly to what you struggled with. So, mm -hmm. um, my growing up, um, I, I guess I always struggled with my weight, but when I look back at photos of myself as like a, a child or in middle school, I really don't see a kid that's like massively over, you know, I don't see the concern that was always pushed upon me by family members, namely my dad. Um, cause yeah, I, I was always, I knew I was bigger than my friends. But when I see photos of myself as a kid, I mainly just see like a kind of a huskier kid. Like I'm more mm -hmm. athletically built. I have very broad shoulders, a very broad rib cage. Like I'm just built more, a little bigger. Like mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm never going to be this dainty little skinny thing. Um, and so I was always bigger than my kid or than my friends. Um, and when I was younger though, that was, I was basically told that I was fat, that I was the fat one, that I needed to lose weight. I remember second grade was the first time I was ever told by my dad that I should like go on a diet. So I went on Weight Watchers with my mom at second in second grade. Um, and that was kind of the start of it all. I've done Weight Watchers. I've done the South Beach diet. I've done, I remember in high school, my parents bought me the, uh, what is that like meal, Nutra, Nutra system. Oh, Nutra system. Yeah, Nutra system. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God, that stuff. Mm -hmm. 
this like not good. astronaut food or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, not good. <laughs> no. Um, you know, and I, I've done like the LA, there was like an LA weight loss thing where you would like go in and weigh once a week or something. I don't know. Curbs, like, oh my God, I did it all growing up. And um, again, I look back at photos of myself and I just don't see like this huge person, but I truly believe the more you're told you are something, odds are you're going to become that. And uh, so I did in high school, I really ballooned up. Um, And that's something I've talked about, you know, my weight, my dad and I, we did not have the best relationship. Like he was constantly pushing at me to lose weight and it wasn't done in a very uh, nice way. And um, food was my comfort and it was what I went to it was almost like my control like that was me taking control back my dad wanted me to lose weight he didn't want me to eat he would make comments of like why do you need lunch you already had breakfast you know and so I would hide food and um all this stuff it it was almost like my form of rebelling and because I was like a straight a student you know very good kid but weight was my way of pushing back I guess and um, I, when I turned 20, um, I, I did finally lose like 80 pounds in my early twenties. Um, I did a really unhealthy weight loss. Uh, it was the HCG diet. I don't know if you have heard of that. Mm-hmm. Basically you're on 500 calories. You're taking this stupid oil drop stuff that doesn't do anything. It's a fad. It's a total fad. Uh, it was not maintainable. It did not teach me how to have a healthy lifestyle. Like it was so extreme. Um, and I, I kept that off for about two years and then that's when it really started ballooning back. Um, and, and that I went from, like, I think I weighed around 160 after I did that. And then Mm. Uh, by the time I was 25, I weighed 300 pounds. So, um, and I was living with my parents again. So that was fun. Oh, Oh, I Um, can only imagine. Yeah. So that was, that was a really stressful point in my life. And, um, you know, my, of course my dad's still pushing me to lose weight, still whatever. And I started looking into weight loss surgery. I, I found this story on Facebook of this, beautiful woman in New Zealand who had lost a bunch of weight, um, through weight loss surgery. And I kind of started looking into it, but I was like, Oh, I think that's too extreme. I think that I don't like, and Oh, something else you should know about me. I am a huge needle phobe. Like I don't even like getting shots. I mean, like I get triggered just seeing someone get poked by a needle. So the thought of surgery for me is like, I never, I, I've like this, I know that there are a lot of diabetics in this realm and everything in our community, but that was literally one of my biggest fears is like, I can't, I can't stab, like, I can't give myself injections. I can't go through a life where I have needles every day. And then the thought of surgery was like, no, that's too extreme. I can't do that. Like, um, but you know, I, there was a big moment that happened for me and, um, I was, going shopping with a friend of mine. It was actually right before Christmas. And um, we were supposed to do this big holiday shopping thing. 
And all day long, I was having like chest pains and felt like I couldn't breathe. Um, and it was really scary. And I was trying to play it off like I was fine. Um, I did end up going to urgent care later that evening because um, I thought I was having a heart attack. Every single thing I was reading said, you're having a heart attack. And I'm 25 years old and high blood pressure, heart disease that runs in my family. So I'm just like, this is it for me. Like I, I did it. I, I wrecked my body and now I'm having a heart attack at 25 years old. Um, it ended up just being a, an allergic reaction to emergency of all things. Oh, you the know, powder like, drink? The powder. So it has that oh, effervescent, yeah. it, it yes. does that effervescent, I guess, in some people that can cause like an allergic uh, reaction. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. And so, um, but that was a big enough event for me. Like that scared yeah. me enough to really like, that was my moment. I was like, okay, no more fucking around. Like you are not fucking around with your life anymore. This is the only yeah. life you have. This is the only body you have. You're yeah. 25 years old. Get your shit under control. Damn it. Like <laughs> this is not your dad's issue anymore. This is not you're raising anymore. Like you are doing this to yourself at this point. You can't blame it on anyone else. And if surgery is what you need to do to get this under control, then guess what, sister, you're getting surgery. And that's pretty much where I was at. I was like, I'm not going on another diet. I'm not, I need a more permanent solution to lifelong success. And that's what weight loss surgery is really if you use it properly if you go into it properly and you use it right it gives you the tool that you can use to have lifelong success it is the highest uh it has the highest success rate out of any other weight loss method out there for mm -hmm. that reason long-term success rate mm -hmm. i'm not just talking losing the weight i'm talking if you look at people who have kept off their weight and mm -hmm. you compare weight loss surgery to any other diet or method out there, mm -hmm. weight loss surgery, even though it's only like 20%, that's it. 20% yeah. success rate. Yeah. And that's the highest out there. And yeah. that's what I wanted. I wanted my best chances. And so I, I went for it. I, I just decided pretty much right then and there that we're going to go through the steps. I was self-pay. My insurance didn't cover it. Uh, oh. Thankfully... Yeah, thankfully my parents let me finance a vehicle that they owned free and clear. Um, and so I, I got a loan basically. Uh, it cost me 15,000 total out of pocket. Um, but I didn't really care. Like, again, this is the only body and the only life I have. This is an investment, it's not an expense. It's, this is me investing in my, my future and my health. And, um, so that's just the mindset I went into it. And I remember, you know, my mom was my support person because the, the place that I had surgery in Fort Collins, Colorado, um, they, they have a support group that you can go to once a month that's free. And so we would go to that support group. And even before I had surgery to hear the stories and get information and, and learn all that we can learn. And my mom is a really major worry wart, okay? And she will, like, she's the worst case scenario type person. She will always, like, go to what 
is mm -hmm. the worst thing that could happen. So I'm getting ready. I'm preparing for the surgery. I've decided this is what I'm doing no matter what. And here's my mom in my ear. Like, well, what if you die? What if, mm -hmm. what if you gain all the weight back? What if, mm -hmm. what if you have these major complications? What, mm -hmm. you know, blah, blah, blah. What if, what if, what if? And it's like, you know what, at this point, like, I, I have a higher risk of dying where I'm at currently. Like yes. that's, that's what I had to tell myself is I was scared. I was so yeah. scared, but I, at 300 pounds, I was at more risk of complications and yeah. death at that weight than what the complication rate is for weight loss surgery. So, right. um, and that's what I had to keep telling her. I literally had to keep showing her like the statistics and everything. Yeah. And I just had to keep, I had to stay strong within myself. Like, you know, that this is what you need to do. Just yeah. do it. And, you know, I definitely, I think everyone has that fear going into the surgery of whether or not it's going to work for them. Um, mm -hmm. That's totally normal. Um, and not just is the surgery going to work for me, but am I going to gain the weight back? Like that's something constantly yeah. flooded with messages of people that are afraid they're going to um, go back to their old selves that because they had yeah. a rest day or because they indulged over a weekend that they've gone back to their old selves. And, you know, what you have to realize is, and I think that that was kind of a profound moment for me was like my struggles with my father and needing to take back control. I thought that by um, eating food, I was taking control and I wasn't, I was giving him control. I, every time I sabotaged, every time I would blame him for my weight gain, I blamed him. It was not his fault. I did that to myself. I, I allowed myself to use his words to fuel that within myself. So, and that, I, I discovered this through therapy. So therapy, you got to get therapy. <laughs> um, so Agreed. thank you to my therapist yes. for helping me realize that. But that really, that moment there, real, realizing that this was all my fault. You have to have that moment. You have to take ownership. You have to realize that you have done this to yourself. This isn't because you had PCOS. This isn't because of any other disease or whatever. You have done this to yourself. There are a lot of people with PCOS that have lost weight. There are a lot of people with PCOS that um, have not gained weight. You know, like mm -hmm. you can't blame the, they didn't, that person you're blaming, that situation you're blaming, that uh, disease or whatever you're blaming, it mm -hmm. didn't put the food in your mouth. You put the food in your mouth and you mm -hmm. need to have, you need to come have a moment where you're you realize that and you're taking ownership. You have to take ownership in this journey. And when I did that is kind of when those fears went away about, you know, what if the surgery doesn't work for me? What yeah. if I gain the weight back? Well, guess mm -hmm. what, sister? If the surgery doesn't work for you, it's because you didn't do the work. It's because you allowed that to happen. Mm -hmm. You have all the power, all the tools, everything that you need to make this as successful as you want it to be. Mm -hmm. And you need to realize that you need to have this moment within yourself where you realize you have full control over this. And honestly, to me, that's powerful. When you realize that, that's really powerful. And it really helps 
to diminish a lot of those fears and quiet a lot of the noise and things aren't as scary anymore. And like little, if, if you have a little weight gain or something like that, it's not later down the road, it's not as scary because you know mm -hmm. that it's okay and you can control it and you can get back and you can, you know, do what you need to do to take care of yourself because yes. you're the one that has complete control and power over yourself and over your life and over your success. Well, it's the most difficult conversation to have with yourself that you have to admit that there are things that you haven't been able to do and that you, that there's no control, you know, the, the, the illusion of control that you have over yourself for all those years, you know, that gets shattered when you realize, well, I'm going to have to have surgery because I can't just put the donut down. I can't just not yeah. go get a double cheeseburger. I can't just not do, you know, whatever it is you're, you know, whatever it is you're into that's, that's caused you to be where you're at. It's mm -hmm. one of those things. And, and having that conversation is hard as hell. Like I yeah. told, you know, I've mentioned before the fact that, you know, pre-op, my thing wasn't really scared that it wasn't going to work or that I was going to have complications and things were going to happen. My problem that I had, which was another conversation I had to have with myself, was the finality of it all. There was going to be so, it was so finite in the fact that once I have the surgery, I can't go eat a family-sized box of chicken wings. I can't go eat, you know, a quadruple burger at this place. I can't do those things. And looking at it now that I'm, you know, almost nine months out of surgery, I'm like, I mean, no, I can't eat a quadruple burger, but I can eat a burger. I can't eat a family-sized box of chicken wings, but I can have four. Like, and that's all I need. Like, it gives you the taste of what it is you want to have mm -hmm. without feeling completely miserable. Because I can mm -hmm. tell you, yeah, I could clear out a family-sized box of wings, but I also felt like I ate a couch cushion when I was done and I couldn't move around. And, mm -hmm. you know, that, that was a miserable feeling all in itself because yeah, mm -hmm. you, I got the taste of those wings, but I also ate so many of them that I was on the verge of getting sick. And that's no, like, what's the point in that? Like, yeah, I had a great lunch, but now I'm going to lay around for the rest of the day because I can't move. Yeah. Well, you guys so perfectly highlighted the, the, the fallacy that we allow ourselves to believe, right? We think that we're in control before surgery, or we, we think that things are out of our control, but really we've given all of our power away, right? And, and we've used it as, as an excuse to not deal with, with, with really what was going on, right? And, and, and when, we, when we have that realization or, or when we come to that conclusion, it can be, it can be really, really, it can bring up a lot of anger in us because all of a sudden we realize, oh my God, I've been wasting my time. I've been spinning my wheels. I've been giving away my power to other people, you know, places and things for all these years. And we can use that as an excuse to continue doing what we're doing. Well, I'm so mad. I'm so angry. I'm a failure. I'm just going to, I can't do anything about this. And it's just simply not true. And the fact that Nikhil, I mean, that was one of the things I was going to ask you. I mean, that that whole relationship with your father, that's a huge piece of your story. And the fact that you finally, you know, you came to the place where you're like, okay, this happened to me, this was my reality, but I can't continue to use this as an excuse for not moving forward in my life. And, and clearly you, you, you have worked through that. You have overcome that. You, you have kind of not, you know, maybe, maybe you've kind of let that go. You've just had to say like, nope, that, that is what it was but that isn't what it is moving forward. Yeah. What sounds like
in your life and, and in your decision to have weight loss surgery and really in your success now, because I can imagine how easy it would be to fall back into that thinking even after weight loss surgery, but that's not, that, that's not what has allowed you to maintain a healthy weight for four and a half years. Yeah, no, it really is the whole mindset, even, even now today, no, taking in, taking ownership of, you know, if I, if I have been indulging too much for a few weeks or something, you know, it's, mm -hmm. I've done that to myself and I know that yeah. I can take back control and correct the problem. Like, and it's not panicking. It's not freaking out. You're just, it's a more logical way of going about it. It's almost yeah. like you're kind of removing some of the emotion from it. Um, yeah. And that's yes. taken a lot of work. Like you said that this has taken a lot of mental work. It's taken a lot of therapy, um, mm -hmm. you know, and that taking back, that is, that is what it, what it was all about. It was all about realizing that all those years I had, I had given power and control to my, to not necessarily to my dad, but like to that situation. Yeah. To and, the thoughts. Yeah. And um, I, I really didn't have any control over myself whatsoever and realizing that I could though take back control that I could give myself that power and I didn't have to give his words. I didn't have to, you know, that was when I embarked on this journey. That's why I had to work through these issues because previously, if I would start a weight loss program of some sort, the second my dad would say something like, uh, well, are you supposed to be eating that? Or did you work out today or whatever? I would like throw sabotage, throw in the yeah. towel, because then it, to me, then it would feel like I was doing it for him or something, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I had to get over that mindset to be successful on this journey. I couldn't sabotage myself anymore. Um, I couldn't give my dad's words power over me like that. I had to be the one to hold the power and decide, okay, it's okay. You can let that go. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He doesn't know what he's saying. Just mm -hmm. let it go and keep going. You know what path you're on. You know that you're doing things right. You know, um, you know, whatever it is, like you have the control just stay mm -hmm. in control and keep going. And that, you know, I also had to do a lot of forgiving, like me and my dad. Now we have a really good relationship. Um, but that is a lot on me and forgiving him, um, for the way he was with me growing up. And, and when he makes little comments like that, just in that moment, just kind of forgiving and letting go and, um, realizing, you know, he he's a flawed human we're all flawed he has his imperfections he has his own things that he hates about himself and that he's working through and should he have put those things on me no but i'm forgiving i'm choosing again i have the power i'm choosing to forgive him and move on move forward with my life in a healthier way and you know also realizing that my dad really does care about me. He loves me and he wants me to be healthy. He wants me to be active. And I think that's what he wanted for me all along, even growing up, but he didn't know how to say it right. He didn't know how to go about it. Um, you know, instead of being active with me, creating an active family environment, it was more of him sitting on the couch telling me to go exercise. 
and that's just not the right message that's you know mm-hmm. um and so i i had to come to a place where i was willing to forgive that and move on and move forward and keep control over my own life and so um you know and that's something that we need to also remember is like we it is our control like when we decide to have the surgery it doesn't decide whether or not we put something in our mouths we still have to have the control over that like we have to decide okay if i'm gonna allow myself to eat this that's okay i'm not saying that you can't have a cheeseburger or a dessert or whatever it is i mean i eat those things on a fairly regular basis, honestly, because I mm-hmm. lead an 80-20 lifestyle. Like I allow myself indulgences. Um, but you have to still be in control of that. Like you need to be aware that you are actively choosing to have this whatever mm-hmm. meal it is and mm-hmm. why you're doing that, you know, what's yes. your next meal gonna be? Um, yeah. you know, and making sure that you're, you're allowing yourself this meal right now, but that doesn't necessarily mean that your next meal can't be a healthier option. So we talked about this, I think on our live last week, right? The difference between a plan versus an unplanned eating event. And, and I think what confuses so many people or what causes, you know, the, the reason that so many people are not successful after weight loss surgery is they think that the surgery is going to magically make these food desires or these food thoughts go away. Right. Mm-hmm. You just think like, oh, like the surgeries, you know, it's it, it's going to work on my brain. No, no, no. The surgery does nothing for your brain. You yeah. still have to be you, you have to learn how to make conscious, healthy, planned food decisions that fit within your nutritional plan after surgery. All of these thoughts and desires do not go away. That is the work after surgery. It's learning how to how to plan your eating. It's learning how to eat nutritionist, you know, nutritionistly. It's, it's learning how to say no to those desires, how to choose what you want most over what you want right now. That's the work of surgery, right? Yeah. And, and I think too, that it's a bit of a taboo in this community. It, you know, we, we can't show people that we eat a cheeseburger or we have a donut or we eat a cookie or we enjoy ice cream because, well, those are bad food. That's contraband. That's not healthy food, but that's a part of the human experience. The whole goal is that you learn how to live a life where you take in nutritious food most of the time. And that when you want to indulge in something that is important or meaningful or tasty for you, it doesn't throw off your entire day or your entire plan. And it's just so mind blowing to people. And it's, it's difficult for us who are on the other side of weight loss surgery, finding success, because we know the danger in showing people, oh, well, you can still have a a burger because one person might take that as, well, I can have a burger every day. And then pretty soon they've gained back all their weight. So we're constantly drawn or torn between this. Oh God, what do I show? What, What, you know, how do I, how do I encourage people or promote people to live this really healthy, different life? but also let them know it's okay to do these things. Cause yeah, that's a yeah. real fine balancing act. It's not and easy. I, so one thing that's really helped me with that is eliminating the term cheat meal. Hey, it's April with East to West WLS. I don't know about you, but after I dropped a significant amount of weight, my body just didn't feel like my own and I needed help feeling like it was my own again. So I started receiving chiropractic care. 
If you live in the Tacoma area, I cannot recommend Grit City Cairo more. Dr. McKenzie is passionate about helping you feel, function, and live better. Check out her Instagram at Grit City Cairo or her website, gritcitychiropractic.com for more info and to book your first consultation. And if you mention East to West, you'll get a discount on your first visit. I feel amazing after seeing her and I think you will too. I hate the term cheat meal because Mm. to me, that's like a negative thing. And, oh, and I also don't like referring to any food anymore as bad food because then in my mindset, like, again, the way that I've gone about almost every other diet in my life or whatever is I'd be like, oh, I can have this, I'll do a cheat meal on, you know, this weekend Mm -hmm. or whatever. And then that cheat meal would turn into a cheat weekend. And I feel like I've just cheated all over the place. And I feel like a total failure and I had all this bad food that's not on plan. And, uh, and then it's like, it rolls into Monday and I've already screwed up Monday. And then it's like, well, I've already screwed up the week. So I may as well just wait, you know, till like next week. And, and it just like snowballs and it just rolls. And we really have to, to mend our relationship with food and, to realize that there really is no bad food. I mean, there's more nutritious food, there's more nutrient dense food, and then there's less nutrient dense food. And you just need to understand the difference between those. You need to fill up the majority of your week with nutrient dense foods and allow yourself to have um, some fun food, some, some, you know, maybe it's not as nutrient dense, but it's food that keeps you a little more satisfied things you enjoy, you want to be able to go still go out and enjoy your life. Well, you can do that. And it doesn't have to then snowball and turn into the next meal being bad and the next meal being bad. I don't know if you know this, but you can have a like Belgian waffle in the morning and then still have a healthy meal at lunch and a healthy meal at dinner and still exercise that day. You don't have to throw the whole day out the window just because you ate, you know, like a Danish or something that morning. Like, yes, that, that is a mindset we really have to work to get over again. It's a lot like the exercise, the all this all or nothing mindset of like, yeah, and it's all just for weight loss. We need to realize that this is about getting this a balance figured out for the rest of our, our lives. And for me, yeah. the way that works is, again, like planning. I know I'm a chocoholic. I love chocolate. Literally, I even first year out, my meals, when I would plan my meals out, I knew that I would need like a little, like some Lily's chocolate or something like that after lunch. I would want a little treat or something after dinner. And I had that planned out. Like I plan out my treats. I plan out, um, you know what? I've been craving, hey, I like Taco Bell. I like McDonald's, like whatever. And so it's like, I've been craving a McDonald's cheeseburger. Like I think I'm gonna have that on Friday for lunch. I'm going to let myself have a McDonald's cheeseburger. And then that just is what it is. Then I have it and I move on about my day. Like it doesn't have to mean that I also eat bad for breakfast. It doesn't have to mean that I, or I don't want to say bad. See, I'm still trying to unlearn that for myself. Um, It's hard. It's so hard. It's hard. It doesn't mean that I, you know, can't eat on plan for breakfast or for dinner or whatever. And it doesn't mean that I shouldn't work out that day just because I 
ate a cheeseburger. It also doesn't mean that I have to work out that day, but it just, my point is that this one meal doesn't have to derail your life or your goals or your plan. Um, so yeah, that, that is how I, that's how I've really worked to, um, kind of mend that relationship with food and, and incorporate the foods that I enjoy. And that I, I even try to incorporate that into my meal prep. Like if I'm craving, uh, like mac and cheese, then I'll find a mac and cheese recipe that sounds good. And I make tweaks to it to make it healthier. And I make that as a part of my meal prep for the week. Like I'll use protein noodles. I'll add cauliflower. I'll use a lower fat cheese. Like, yes you know, stuff like that. Yes. We, we recently had a really great conversation with, uh, with Maddie and her, her passion in life is converting kind of those traditional comfort foods into bariatric friendly comfort foods. And it's amazing just the little tweaks that we can make. And, and by putting a little bit of thought into what we will be consuming, we can, we can, we can incorporate everything into our, into our diet, into our meal plan that, that we want in a way that is nutritious, right. And not contraband. Because I think it is very important to know that you can still enjoy the foods that that you have enjoyed, but you can do so in moderation. You can do so in a way that does not kick the shame cycle in for you. And and you can shift your mindset to say, okay, this one meal or this one choice that I made that maybe was not the most nutritious is not going to result in a 10 pound weight gain. Right. And that, and that one meal does not uh, dictate or does not, you know, map out my future and the whole rest of my week. Right. We can, we can say, okay, this one meal, this one choice was a momentary uh, decision. And now my next momentary decision is going to be extremely nutritious. It's going to be very much in aligned with, with how my surgeon wants me to eat it. it and it doesn't need to kick you into the shame cycle. It doesn't need yeah. to kick you yeah. off, off of your entire progress that you've made. That one decision is not your, the rest of your life, nor is it your past, nor is it your future. It's the, it's the singular cheeseburger that I'm going to eat on Friday. And then my dinner is going to be this. And my breakfast is this, you know, I mean, it, it, it's planned versus unplanned. It's nutritious versus not as nutritious. It's not bad. It's not contraband. This is yeah. life. This, yeah. this is a part yeah. of life. And this is how you have maintained your low weight for so many years and done so successfully. Yeah. It, and, it, and it's also like you, you keep saying like, uh, the getting away from the guilt and shame. And that's really important that we yeah. stop shaming ourselves. We stop guilting ourselves after yeah. having a treat meal, or even if you have a binge episode or whatever it is, you yeah. have to stop shaming yourself for that and realize that that happens. It happens. We're yeah. human. It's fine. Again, you're not going to gain 10 pounds from no. one binge episode. I don't even care if that's a binge weekend. You're not going to gain 10 pounds. Yeah. What I will say is don't step on the scale after a binge episode, stay yeah. away from the scale because that's going to lie to you and it's going to yeah. mess with your head. Um, but you know, the more you shame yourself about that, then the more likely you are to fall down this hole and then you just keep binging. You keep, uh, it's going to feel more hopeless. It's going to feel, you know, so you have to try to remove that negativity from it and realize like, "Eh, I've been happens. It's whatever. I'm going to, I don't feel that good. Take note of how you feel. Remember that, write it down. Like, yeah, this really didn't make me feel very good. 
I'm going to get up tomorrow and drink a big glass of water. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to, I'm going to do some things tomorrow that make my body feel good. Cause I just don't feel very good right now. Like, I like to call it a, a bump, not a jump. Like when you're, people like to talk about being on the wagon, you can, you can take a bump on a wagon, you can hold on and you can get, get it back together and keep it moving. But, you know, like you said, it, it's not like you jumped completely off the wagon and went rolling down the hill and now there's no way to get it back because the wagon's too far gone to catch it. Like, that's not going to happen. You know, the, the, one of the biggest things that I've found for me is just cutting myself some damn slack. Because I know going into surgery, I, I had this militant mindset that if I did not keep it between the mayonnaise and the mustard and never veer out of this little path, I was never going to be successful. It was going to be a disaster. It was going to suck. And I had to just do that because there was no leeway. Like I would go into these meetings with my nutritionist that I had post-op that I had to do when I did my follow-ups with my surgeon. And I would, you know, she would say people are doing things and I would just be appalled like, oh, you know, how dare you do that? You know, how could you do these things? Like, this? that's just not, it's not acceptable. You can't do that. And she's looking at me like, calm down, buddy. It'll be okay. And she's <laughs> like, you know, pe people do it all the time. And I'm just like, oh, there's no way you just can't do it. And then later on, you know, a few months down the road, I'm finding myself kind of veering out a little bit doing this and doing that. And then I'm like, no, no, I have to come back and bring it back because it's got to be militant or it's not going to work. And then I started realizing the more I went on, I'm like, I got to calm the hell down because I'm mm. never going to be able to just say for the rest of my life that I will never touch a cookie. Never going to happen. Not me. Exactly. Not my ass, not me. Because guess what? I went all the way up to 468 pounds with yeah. the willpower that I have. Um, so I can promise you that that, shit, that shit's not going to work for me for the rest of my life. So well, and before surgery, we that was the world that we lived in, and it was awful. We lived in constant fear of food. We lived in the in these constant like, you know, guide rails. And as soon as we went out of them, it was you know, well, the world is over, and that kicked us out of of what we were trying to do. If we're trying to live that way after surgery, we're not going to find success. It no. didn't work for us before surgery. It's not going to work for us after yeah. surgery. No, I mean, uh, I, and I agree with you. And it sounds like we're saying the same thing. What, what has been most freeing and what has allowed us to find success is to understand that that, that rigidity around food is not helpful or healthy. We no. can't do that. We, we, we have to learn to, as you said, Justin, to, to, to roll with the bumps and, and keep ourselves in our wagon. And we do that by not throwing ourselves out of it, you know, saying like, oh my God, woe is me. I've totally screwed stuff up. Oh, this is awful. No, you had a damn cheeseburger. You ate a flipping cookie. Big deal. This is not the end of the world. You, you ride with the bump, you write yourself, you think consciously about what you're eating and you move forward. Yes. That's how you and just do it. like, just like you said, it's, you can't eliminate a food and do that for the rest of your life. You can't mm. restrict yourself for the rest of your life. You just can't. Mm. And no. so that is why, you know, I, I say this to a lot of people, like within this community, you know, I see so many people that have had the surgery, but then also do these like other diets, like keto, mm -hmm. low carb, whatever it is. Yeah. And it's like, this. did you really get the surgery to go on another diet? Like, yeah. did you really want to be in this other diet cycle for the rest of your life? We need to learn how to balance foods and enjoy the foods that we yeah. like for the rest of our lives in a healthy yeah. way. Yeah. And I also think a lot of it is like, we give too much power to foods. 
right? Mm -hmm. Again, this is all about you realizing you have the power. The food doesn't have the power. You're the one giving the power to food. Like Mm -hmm. you need to realize it's not the food making you fat. Like it's not the food causing you to gain weight. It's you giving that food power and consuming too much of it. It's not, you know, it's not sugar that's necessarily causing you to gain weight. It's not necessarily carbs. It's not necessarily fat. It's you eating too much of those things and giving those Mm -hmm. things power over your life in control. Mm -hmm. And you need to be the one to take that control and figure out how to, how to properly balance that for your lifestyle. Again, this is all about figuring out that balance for your lifestyle and eating, eating restrictive. That's just not, you're going to end up on this constant yeah. Roller coaster. Yes. Um, and I, that personally is not a roller coaster. I want to be on again. Like, <laughs> no, no. Uh, the, we, yes. We, all three of us, we want off that ride. <laughs> we absolutely yeah. want. It. And for me, when I think about, when I think about this in terms of movement too, I, it, I could, I could replace the word food with movement or food with exercise, right? Because for so many years, exercise was a punishment. It was something I did because I had to lose weight. It was so closely tied to my weight that Mm -hmm. as soon as I missed the one day of Tebow, or as soon as I missed, you know, this, this calorie goal on this exercise, oh my God, well, I've blown it. I I, I haven't done this right. and, And nothing is working. And then, oh, well then that was permission for me to stop doing it because it was a punishment. Yeah. And I, and I feel that all of a sudden, you know, my body is really calling for movement, not because it, it, not, not because it's something I have to do, but it's because it's, it's, my body is literally asking me to move because now I have the, the, the ability, the weight is gone. It's not a punishment. It's not a form of, uh, of weight loss. It's something that that's a celebration of, of what I can do. The, the most powerful thing I learned when I, and I still am a member of Weight Watchers, but way back in the day was my leader said, look, fitness happens in the gym. Weight loss happens in the kitchen. And it was such a powerful you know, thing for me to learn because you're not going to live a long, healthy, active life at a, at a healthy weight if you don't have movement. Right. Just like you're never going to weigh what you want to weigh if you don't focus on what you eat, because what you eat is what impacts your weight. Mm -hmm. But when the when you get to a healthy weight, all of a sudden movement is that perfect marriage of the two that allows you to to have strong bones and skeletal systems and muscles and your ability to do things with your body that you want to do. But if you're not doing them in concert, it's not going to be the life that you always envisioned. Right. So how did. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, how did you get to the place where movement is just a part of what you do every day? Not, not as a punishment, but as, as, as a, a source of joy. Um, so that, that's been a process just like everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, I did want to say real quickly though, cause like, I want to make it very clear. Movement is important at any stage. You don't have to wait yes. until you've lost weight to move. And, and it's actually, I I do agree with you that nutrition is so important for the weight loss, but so is movement because as you lose weight, our caloric burn throughout the day is going to decrease. You're actually burning when you're heavier, 
yeah. your body, your metabolism is actually burning at a much higher rate than at, when you lose weight. Uh, because if you think about it, it takes a lot more energy to move something that's heavier. Mm -hmm. So then as you get lighter, your body doesn't need all that energy. It's not burning as many calories throughout the day. And so for people on this weight loss journey, they really need to understand that. Um, because your weight loss is going to slow. And if your weight loss is slowing a lot, like the closer you get to your goal weight or whatever, mm -hmm. um, if it's slowing a lot, or if you're finding more and more like bigger stalls, longer stalls, and maybe, maybe you're okay where you're at. Maybe you're actually, you've adjusted and, and you like where you're at, but if you're someone who's unhappy and you're not where you want to be yet, you mm -hmm. need to understand that the only way to then rev that up and rev up your metabolism is movement. You have to force that movement. You have to force that higher calorie burn throughout the day. And that is, that's exactly where I'm at. So I, I'm so happy that I have reached a weight that I know I can maintain for the rest of my life doing exactly what I'm doing. That is a huge milestone for me that I have never achieved in my entire life. So I am, I'm thrilled with that. But the only reason I'm at this weight is because I focused on what I was eating. But I'm to the point now where it's like, okay, if I want to get to Wonderland, if I want to weigh 199 pounds or less, movement has to be a part of my daily existence because yes. that's what it's going to take. Yes. So yeah, I absolutely understand that. The two have to exist together to, to live at a weight that, that you want. And for me to live a long, healthy life, I have to move this body. Otherwise yes. it's going to waste away. And I don't oh, want yeah. that. So yes. And that is something. So even going in again, I've tried so many different weight loss methods. Like I actually had a pretty good sense and idea of what like the mechanics of weight loss are and what a calorie deficit is and how to maintain a calorie deficit. Like I had a really good understanding of that even before going in and getting the surgery. And I think that those, uh, that understanding that knowledge really helped me be successful. Cause again, I knew from an early point after surgery that I would need to be active and I would need to increase my activity, um, throughout the day. You know, it's not just about getting in a little 20 minute workout each day. It's also like moving all throughout the day, not just yeah. sitting on the couch for 12 hours and then doing a 20 minute exercise and then sitting back down on the couch. Like mm -hmm. we really need to start, you know, having a step goal. Step goals are so important. They really help keep you moving, keep you going. It doesn't mean you have to go run five times a day. Just get up and walk around, dance mm -hmm. around, do a little, your body needs movement all day long. It really does. Um, mm -hmm. Or else you're going to notice you're getting stiffer. You're getting, you know, more sore, stuff like that. Um, stretch stuff, you know, just move, literally just move. Like it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Just move your body and you're going to yeah. be burning some calories. So yes. that's, that's really important to know about weight loss mechanics. And as you lose weight at, you know, if you've started getting more active as you lose weight, as you get more fit, then you need to start increasing that intensity. If you want to continue again, to see progress, if, if you want to continue to see that weight loss and you want to continue to see progress in your fitness. You need to increase that intensity. If you started out just walking once a day for 20 minutes, bump that up. 
maybe eventually start incorporating like a light jog or something. Um, try out different workouts. Again, also fitness isn't one size fits all. Find what fitness you enjoy. This is your time to go out and try so many different things. Um, I'm not a beach body coach. I don't sell beach body, but I, I do really love what all beach body offers for especially beginners, um, at home workout programs. Cause they just have so many different programs you can try. And that's kind of how I got started was with trying different beach body programs, figuring out what was fun for me. Um, sometimes I like the dancey ones. Sometimes I like the more like weightlifting ones. Mm. Um, and it just gave me a really good variety. And then eventually I, you know, I, tried out the gym and, and really got into some real weightlifting and, uh, you know, discovered that I actually enjoy that and it doesn't have yeah. to be as intimidating as it seems. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, when it comes to gyms, just know that everyone has that gym intimidation, especially at first, everyone's going to feel that you're, you're new there. You don't know people, but keep in mind when you're going into a gym, everyone's there to focus on themselves. And if there's someone there that's going to be making fun of someone else or judging someone else, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's on them. But I guarantee yeah. you 99% of the people in that gym, they don't care. They don't care what you look like. They don't care yeah. what you're doing. They're there to work on themselves. So you mm -hmm. should just focus on working on yourself. And, um, but I know that's a lot easier said than done. So, it but is. yeah, I think. And I think for me, you know, transitioning it from like, okay, I getting in that mindset of like, my body needs movement. I need, I need to be moving to, to get to my goals, to hit my goals. I need to be increasing my workouts. I need to, to do this. Um, that really helps build the, the habit of daily activity for me. But then, you know, I did kind of get to this point of like burnout of, you know, kind of like, eh, I'm not really enjoying this as much anymore. And so then I kind of had to realize that I was getting too caught up in chasing, you know, maybe fitness goals that aren't really that important to me. Like I was looking at other fitness models on Instagram thinking like, oh, I want shoulders like her. I want biceps like her. I want, um, I want to lift that much weight like that dude. Or I want to be just like this Spartan athlete that can run 50 miles and, and do all this crazy stuff. And it's like, you know, sometimes you have to realize that that's really cool for them, but you got to figure out like, what's most important to you. And yeah. I was burning myself out trying to achieve these crazy fitness goals. And, um, I had to kind of realize for me, my biggest goal out of all of this is just to be healthy and happy. And I'm not going to be happy living a lifestyle where I'm training, like I work eight to five and then I'm training from five to eight and then I'm going to bed. And like, if that's just my life every single day, I'm not going to be happy. And maybe some people that is your goal and you love it and you want to go after that. And that's great. That's the lifestyle that works for you. I had to realize that that wasn't a lifestyle that works for me. And that's where I really came to like, I just need to move to feel good that's it. Like, I just need to find fitness and movement that makes me feel good. And that I can, again, maintain long term. And 
uh, that I don't dread doing every day. And so while I do still have some fitness goals, um, you know, if I wake up one day and I really don't want to go do like the, the leg day that I wrote up or something, instead of getting in this mindset of like, well, if I'm not going to do the leg day, then why even work out? I I've shifted that it's, it's no longer the all or nothing. It's well, maybe I don't want to do that today. That's okay. I'm going to go do something fun just to move my body. I'm going to, I'm going to go dance around. I'm, I'm going to go for a really nice walk with my boyfriend. I'm, I'm going to just do something because I need to move my body today. And it's okay that it's not the, the leg day that I had planned yesterday. So Hey guys, it's April. I just want to give a shout out to our very first podcast sponsor, Gather Juice Company. They're located in my backyard. That's right, Grit City, Tacoma, Washington. And their juices, shots, cleanses, and toasts have really made a difference in my bariatric recovery. If you live locally, swing by their 6th Avenue location and pick up something that you will enjoy yourself. And if you don't live locally, send them a quick direct message and just let them know you appreciate their sponsorship of East to West. You've got this and we've got you. So I heard two really important things. Um, your, your first point was just as we have to have a why for going through weight loss surgery, we really have to identify what is our why for movement? Why yeah. do I want to move? And it's okay to not have it be so data-driven it's okay to say well you know your your why doesn't have to be well i'm going to run a 10 minute mile or i'm going to hike a mountain or i'm going to burn this many calories a day it doesn't have to be that your why can simply be i want to move so that my body is constantly feeling healthy or strong or uh, okay that is that's some new that's a new way of, of of thinking and then the other thing too is giving yourself permission to say, well, I thought I wanted to do this today, but I really don't. But the, the, but the, the answer to that is not, well, I'm not going to move today. The answer is I'm still going to move today. It's just going to look different than what I planned. And that's okay. Exactly. Which is, exactly. Which is so crazy because when, when, when you go online for like workout motivation or movement motivation, it's these very regimented plans. And then as soon as you bust out of that regimented plan, well, I've just screwed myself and now, and now I'm, now I'm a horrible person. I'm a bad, you know, I'm just not, I'm just not built for this, but that's not true. We're built for movement. So what Mm -hmm. I heard you saying is that it's great to have a plan, but if you're really not motivated by that plan in that moment, that's okay. Do something else. Don't give up on movement. Just switch what you're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. And that was something, cause we kind of touched on this a little bit too, like while kind of, I I know I said that we need to increase our activity to burn more calories for the weight loss. And and that's great. But something I also had to realize for myself is to stop being so concerned with how many calories I'm burning in a workout. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because that was something else that I was really shackling myself to is um, because the the high intense cardio workouts, of course, those are going to be like your highest calorie burning sessions. Yeah. Whereas like a weightlifting session or yoga, something like that, it's not going to burn as many calories, but those are also still very important. Those, yeah. and I enjoy those. Yeah. Um, but what I was finding is 
I, I would tell myself, well, what's the point of doing that if it's not going to burn as many calories? So I'm just going to, yeah. I'm just going to keep, you know, busting my butt doing these crazy cardio things that I, you know, every once in a while, that's fun. And, and it's good to do a really hardcore calorie set or a uh, cardio session, but, yeah. um, so is resistance training. So is stretching. Yeah. So is yoga, walking, yeah. um, yeah. hiking. Well, well, and really what you're talking about is that your, you know, your why wasn't aligned to what you were actually doing, right? So, so if your why is based on like, I just, I just need to move my body more that, that doesn't mean that does not match up with, well, I need to burn 2000 calories a day. Yeah. That's, n- yeah. that's not the same at all. If your yeah. goal is to climb a mountain. Yeah. You're, you're, you're going to want to be tracking your steps and your elevation and, and your pace, because that's aligned to that goal. But your goal of daily movement is not aligned to burning 2000 calories and tracking hardcore data. They, yeah. they weren't yeah. congruent. They weren't matching up. Yeah. So that oh. was really, that was another thing that I had to, I, I literally have stopped tracking my workouts. Like I don't, I don't turn my, my thing on anymore. When I'm doing a workout, I just do the workout. I just, if it's cardio, if it's weightlifting, whatever it is, I just do it and I do my best during it. And I don't worry about how many calories I burned because mm-hmm. I know that it doesn't really matter. I moved my body for that 30 minutes or hour or whatever it is. And that's all I needed to do. Um, That's the most important thing is that I moved and that I got that movement in and my body will thank me for that. And uh, yeah, and I still, I mean, like I said, I still definitely have fitness goals that I'm trying to achieve and some that I'm working towards, but I try to keep those much more manageable now and a little more realistic for myself and my lifestyle, like realizing I'm I'm probably never going to be some Spartan athlete and that's okay. I don't need to be, I can still go run a Spartan race and have fun. And it doesn't have to be this major competitive thing that I have to train, you know, three hours a day for, um, to, to accomplish that. This is about, for me, movement is about giving me the ability to live my life, enjoy my life and do the things that I always wanted to do that I was never able to do. And Mm -hmm. so as long as my fitness, as long as my, my exercise and my movement is keeping me fit enough to do the things that I truly want to do, which is honestly just live a happy, healthy life and be able to hike some mountains. Like Mm -hmm. that's all I need to be doing. And it doesn't have to be a crazy kill yourself session every day. Well, it's one thing too, if, if, if anything is bariatric patients, we realize we're, we adapt, we're able to adapt. We have the ability to adapt and we're kind of learning that even if we just now learned it on the fly post-op, that's just something that we now have to incorporate in our daily lives is the fact of, you know, that we can adapt. And that's exactly what we need to do with these workouts and the movements and things like that is you have to be able to have the ability to cut yourself the slack to adapt and say, you know, it's okay to have the same conversations with yourself and say, maybe today's not a leg day. Maybe I don't want to work on core today. However, I will adapt and I will move this around because it's the same thing as the dieting and everything before. Just because you don't want to do one thing that day doesn't mean it blows the whole rest of the week. You just adapt, you move on, you find a new program you want to do that day. Maybe you hit legs tomorrow, maybe you don't. 
but it's the it, it's it's giving yourself the the slack to adapt and and not feel like you have failed yourself or let yourself down thus kicking in the shame cycle again and going through all that it's just having the ability to get you know to adapt exactly yeah it, and it's really about letting go of that all or nothing mindset i think so many of us in this weight loss community have that yes. around diet around exercise everything yes. if it's not perfect then why do it and i'm i am the worst at that and again that is something i've really had to let go of is mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be perfect it doesn't have to be some crazy strict yeah. plan that you have to stick to every single day like yeah. just move your body again find fitness you enjoy that has taken me time to figure out what i actually really enjoy mm -hmm. and so you're going to have to try some different things you know try and, and set some goals for yourself, set some fitness goals, but maybe sign up for a race here and there or whatever, see what you like. And maybe you'll love that. Maybe you'll fall in love with that. And, and that will like shift your focus. Okay. I'm going to be a runner. I like yeah. running. Who knew I liked running? I'm going to be a runner. Or maybe yeah. you're like, Whoa, I, I actually really enjoy like the triathlon stuff. I'm going to, I'm going to go for that. And, but maybe you're just like, eh. I'm just a weekend warrior and I'm gonna, I, I just want to be able to ski and enjoy yes. my life. Like yes. just well, adjust your fitness goals based on that. It's really starting with the end in mind, right? It's having this conversation with yourself about like, okay, what, what really is most important to me? Mm -hmm. And then thinking about what you would have to do to be feeling that way or to be doing those things, right? Mm -hmm. Like you said, if your goal is to be a triathlete, if that's something that, that you're really passionate about doing, then you need to focus on, uh, on running, biking, and swimming. Yep. So then you need to plan backwards. Okay, well, if I'm going to become a triathlete swimmer, what do I need to do? How do I need to train for that? How do I need to train for the biking you know, piece of it? If your goal is to climb a mountain, okay, well, how am I actually going to get to that summit? Oh, I need yeah. to focus on endurance. I need to focus on rope climbing and rock climbing. And, and, and I need to build up all of my muscle groups, right? So it, it's such a different way of coming at it. Uh, from what we've done in the past. And we use that all or nothing mindset as an escape route for us before, right? Because as soon as I didn't do it, oh, well, then that's permission for me to say, well, fuck it, I, I can't do this. And, and I just need to go back to my old ways. But that's what kept us in our old ways of yeah. life. That's what kept us heavy. That's yeah. what didn't work for us before. And we're trying to use that same mindset now after surgery. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was a safety net. That's all it was. It was a safety net that we could bail and land in. Yes. And it was soft and comfy and it cuddled us real nice. And it was, mm -hmm. it was just easy and comfortable. And mm. once you cut the strings on the safety net and there ain't nothing but hard ass ground down there, you, I mean, it allows you to, to kind of be, it's, it's a sense of freedom to not have that to worry about because you know now that, well, okay, I can't yeah. just dive off this shit and, and, and hope that the safety net catches me because there's not a safety net down there anymore. So now oh. I have to make the adjustment. I have to adapt. I've got to re cycle out of this and go oh. into something else. And yeah, like I see people that ride bicycles 60 miles a day on purpose. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. Like that's not my leg. Not I don't me. have the ass. I don't have no. the ass or legs for that. Cause I can promise <laughs> you, no, like it's not going to happen. Like yeah. I, I applaud the people that can do that. I'm just not one of those people. Like, I don't even well, like to drive 60 miles in a day. Like it's not your thing. Miles. It's it's yeah. it doesn't bring you joy. 
And now we're finally at the place where we can pick a, a type or multiple types of movement that actually bring us joy, that are not punishment, that celebrate what our bodies can do, the movement that we can do. And, and it inspires us to be more active. And that's the key, right? Finding what yes. inspires that movement. And that's, that's another really exciting part of this journey, you guys, is we've been trapped in these bodies that couldn't do as much for so long. Yeah. So you might not really know what your fitness goals are until you start doing different things. And that's why I yeah. say you really got to try, yeah. be open to trying different things and figure out yeah. what it is that really pulls at you and what you yeah. enjoy. And, yeah. and you'll like, when I, like I said, that those first couple of years when I like hiked my first 14 and I did my first like Spartan race or Tough Mudder, it was those were some of the biggest accomplishing moments in my life. I never, ever thought I'd be able to do some of those things. And here I was doing it. And so now, yes, it is about celebrating. Look at all of the things my body can do. Look at how amazing this thing is that I've been given. Mm -hmm. I need to make sure that I'm keeping this in shape and, yeah. um, and, and fit and healthy and keep it moving for the rest of my life so that I can enjoy all of these things that, uh, that make me happy. And, um, and again, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have known what those things were unless I, I was willing to get out of my comfort zone and try some mm -hmm. different things and, mm -hmm. and put myself out there a little bit. And you're going to be amazed once you really start doing things and you start moving your body more, there are going to be things that you never thought you would have been able to do ever. And you're going to really prove to yourself just how capable you are and how, how much you've really held yourself back your entire life. Yes, it, it, it can be a very profound moment. And, and again, by not falling back into our old habits, by, by, by acknowledging, oh my gosh, I was really doing this to myself the whole time and not, not kicking, not going back to, to the old, not being sad about it, but just saying, okay, I, I did that. And I'm never going to do that again. I'm yeah. going to change my outlook. I'm going to change what I say to myself. I'm going to change what I do when I have these profound moments, because that was my old way of thinking. That was my old life. And I am not going back there. I'm only moving mm -hmm. forward. Mm -hmm. it, it, and the more often we have those profound moments and we shift that thinking, the easier that comes. Because the, the, the one thing that I am just amazed by is every day, how, how many profound moments I have. And, and, and the more often I have this conversation with myself, the more quickly I can move into problem solving and forward thinking instead of going back to my old ways. It's just practice. It's like a muscle. Yeah, it's, it's everything it else that, that we do. So yeah. Michaela, I have to ask you, when, how, what are some things that you do to keep yourself motivated on those days that you just don't want to do it, right? When you're just out of gas, I don't feel like moving. Oh, this is just right with this is just draining what do you do oh, on yeah. those days yeah so what do you today do is, today is one of those days it's snowing oh. outside I started my period today I don't want to move I'm cold like I just want to sit and not do anything <laughs> um so first of all having that habit built up helps like hmm. having the the habit already instilled of like daily and to get there you're gonna have to force it you are going to have to force yourself to start moving every day. And then eventually it gets easier. And then it, it turns into, well, 
you know, I really don't want to work out today. I really don't feel like it, but I got, I got to do it. Like I'm, I'm just, I'm going to go downstairs. I'm going to, again, I don't have the energy today to put in like an intense workout, mm. probably not going to lift weights today. That's okay. I, maybe I'll just go downstairs and walk on the treadmill, or maybe I'll pop in one of my favorite workout tapes or something like that. Um, maybe I'll just, sometimes literally when I'm not feeling motivated, uh, to work out or move, I'll just put on one of my favorite shows or movies and I'll literally just walk in place while that's on or like not just walk in place but kind of like bebop around maybe do some yeah. squats maybe do you know a couple crunches yeah. on the floor but I'll literally just move for like the duration of that whatever it is like I'll just keep myself kind of up and moving around and you know something literally as simple as that is giving my body what it needs that day, getting in my steps, burning some extra calories. It's, it's doing what I need to do. It's getting in movement. Like that's, you literally just have to think of it that way. Think of it as like brushing your teeth. You wouldn't go to bed without brushing your teeth. You wouldn't go a day without taking your vitamins. You wouldn't go a day without washing your face. Movement is no different. We should not be going a day without moving our bodies. And just like we've said over and over again, look at it as a celebration. Look at it as a form of respect for your body and all that your body can do. I don't care if you hate the way your body looks. I don't care. Look at mm -hmm. all that your body can do. Look at all that your body has done for you your mm -hmm. whole life while you have abused it. It is not yeah. your body's fault that we've had these struggles. You yes. did that to your body and your body yeah. is still here supporting you, doing all it can every single day to keep you alive and mm -hmm. keep you going forward mm -hmm. and show us some appreciation for that. Show it some respect, give it what it needs, move it around. Um, another one of my favorite mottos is because I can, that is one of my, my favorite sayings. That was something my therapist told me, uh, year one on my journey, um, you know, when you really don't want to work out, when you really don't want to run, whatever it is, because I'll say right now, there are days where I do workouts that I don't want to do. And I do it just because I know it's good for me because I know mm -hmm. it's pushing me out of my comfort zone. It's, it's good to do that every once in a while, like mm -hmm. running. I, I really don't like running, but I know it's good for me. I know it pushes me out of my comfort zone. And so when I'm in that mode and I'm like, ah, I know I need to run. I don't want to run. I'm going to run because I can because I couldn't before yeah, and I always wanted to and yeah. because there are people out there that can't like yeah. how I, I need to stop taking my body for granted and I need to start doing things with it because there are people out there that would love to have my fully functioning capable body yes. and and I should be treating it with with the love and respect it deserves after that conversation that you had that, that you you had with me weeks ago or, or a month ago at this point I'm not exactly sure but something clicked in my brain after you said that right it's like well but it but you're doing it because you can and I just thought oh my god right so on the days when my brain is telling me you don't want to you don't want to work out you don't want you don't want to move I I have to get out of my brain and I and I check down to my body and I ask my body I say well, what do you want? Yeah. What, 
what, what, what do you actually need? I, this is, this is not doing me any favors right now. And, and I know that my brain and my body have to work together. And as soon as I started asking my body, what do you want? Usually what my body says is I just need to stretch, right? I just need you to celebrate something that you can do now with greater ease. And and what I've discovered is that my body's just asking for 15 minutes of stretching. And maybe that's just my ass laying on the floor and literally just like doing these big, huge, massive stretches. And I just listen to what my, where my body is calling for this movement. And it sounds so stupid, but oh my God, when I'm done with it, my body tells my brain, thank you. Yeah. And it's like, God, you dummy, you are not listening to, to the other half that, that is actually giving you all of this ability to, to, to move around. And I feel so much better on those days, even though, like you said, it wasn't some like 30 minute Peloton ride. I didn't go and break a break a sweat. I didn't heavy lift anything, but my body called for called for a celebration and it told me what, what, what it really needed. And oh my God, what like a mind altering shift because that's movement. It yeah. doesn't have to be this huge, big, like drawn out, planned out thing. It's literally just, hey, your ass wants, your body wants you to lay down on the floor and just give it a good stretch. Yeah. That's that's the movement that it was that it was calling for today. So uh, I follow Tony. Hort I follow uh, Tony Horton. I don't know if you know who Tony Horton is, uh, no. the creator P ninety X. Oh, you, have you heard of P ninety X? Yes. Yeah. 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 So Tony Horton, I love him. You should follow him if you don't. I will. He's awesome. <laughs> Uh, he, there was like this video that he shared on his Instagram a while ago, and it was talking about how, why movement is so important to him and why exercise is so important to him and why everyone that should be their number one priority. And that is, I mean, that has been my belief this whole time is literally if someone wants to start a journey, I always tell them to start with movement, like nutrition will come later. Let's just get you moving. Let's get you used to moving. And why is that? It's because exercise movement, it has, it literally, it releases the chemicals we need in our brain to feel better, to have more energy, energy begets energy. So if you're sitting around and you haven't really exercised in like a month, it's going to be really hard to get moving. It's maybe you haven't exercised in years it's going to be really hard to get moving. You're, you're going to be telling me I have no energy to work out. I, I hurt all over. I, I'm just, I'm down all the time. I have no motivation. Well, yeah, because you haven't been moving. You need to start moving to then have the energy to keep moving. And the longer you go, without moving, the harder it's going to be to get back into that motion. And he had like a phrase, I wish I could remember how he worded it, but it's almost like, a, I can't remember how he worded it, but basically, I mean, you're going to have to, like I said, you're going to have to force it. You're going to have times where I've, I've fallen into ruts. I have fallen into ruts where I haven't worked out or exercised in a few weeks and I Dude. feel it. When and you told me that, when you told me that in our conversation, I was like, holy shit, you're the first like exercise guru that I've ever talked to that said like, oh no, there's days and, and, and weeks and months where I don't want to do it. And I was like, oh, yeah. holy shit. I've literally, I have gone in my four and a half year journey. 
I've had so many months where I didn't work out or maybe I didn't eat exactly on plan. I mean, ruts happen. We need to normalize ruts as a part of the process. And just because you fall into a little month or two month rut does not mean that you have gone back to who you were, that you're losing all your progress. That you're a bad person, that that you're you're a horrible human. Like literally it's just a rut. It happens, whatever. Realize it get over it, accept it, move forward. Um, so yeah, I have ruts. And when I'm in those ruts, when it's, when I realize like, okay, I, I cannot do this anymore. Like I have to start working out. And I always, I always start there. I always, I'm like, okay, let's just, I know our eating hasn't been that great, but let's just focus on movement right now. Let's just get ourselves back into the habit of moving. And I have to force it. I have to, I don't want to, I'm tired. I feel lethargic all the time. I'm in a bad headspace. But I'm telling you right now, after just a few days of regular, you know, 20 to 30 minutes of movement a day, I will feel so much better, like mentally, physically, energy wise. And then it gets easier. But you have to start. Like you have to make yourself start. It will get easier, but you, you got to force it in the beginning. Um, and the more you keep that up and yes, rest days, right? Rest days are important. We, we should all take a rest day, but a rest day doesn't necessarily mean just lay on the couch all day. Again, you should still be getting in some type of movement, keep it mellow, keep it light, but some type of movement. Um, if you do go a day or two without any movement, like that's okay, but don't let it go too long. Or again, you're going to start reverting back you're going to be losing the energy that you built up and it's going to be harder the longer you go without that movement the harder it's going to be to keep that up yep yes james james oh my god oh my god uh, jason knows this is my bible i think i talk about it every flipping podcast because that's how amazing (laughs) it is but he says it's okay to miss a day it's not okay to miss two Right. Mm -hmm. And then if you really want to form a habit, it has to be every day or it has to be every other day that that gives you one day of leeway. And that should be that should be it. And that very much aligns to your philosophy and and what you have discovered is best practice for yourself and and for for your recovery. Yeah. And we have you know, you have muscle memory. You have your body like once you built up that good habit of movement of exercise, you know, even if you fall into a rut for a week or two, yes, you, it's going to be hard to get back on. You're still going to have to force yourself to get back into moving again, mm-hmm. but your body will remember and it's going to be easier than when you start the very, very first time. Like mm-hmm. having that kind of habit baseline built up really does help, even if you do fall into some little ruts, which yeah. is going to happen. It's normal, yeah. it's life. But mm-hmm. you just need to uh, recognize it, accept it, and then move forward. Just get up and start moving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, I, Jason. I don't know about you. Oh, I, well, I, I, every single time we have these conversations with people, I'm just like mind blown. I'm like, oh my god. I just can't believe. I, I can't believe how much I. I, I don't know. I, I can't believe what I used to think. And I can't believe I get to be a part of a community where I learn and grow so much in these very simple but meaningful conversations. 
Jason, what, what, what's your, what's your aha moment from, from this? What, what are you going to take away from this conversation today? Just the, the fact of the adaptability of it all. It's, it's plug and play. It's very simple in a world where I used to look at it as such a massive undertaking to learn how to exercise, learn how to do this. And it had to be a program and it had to be a this, or it had to be a that. And then come to find out that it's really none of that. It's just get up and move around and do things. If you want to lift weights, lift weights. If you want to do like, we've all exercised at some point in time in our life in one way or another. So just go back to doing that. I mean, Google's a thing. You can research how different ways you want to move, different workouts for yourself. And it's okay to abandon things that are not working for you. That does not mean you have failed in your journey of exercise. It just means that that exercise or that program's not for you just because, you know, your friend does it or somebody at work, you know, does it. And they talk about how great it is. If you don't think it's great, don't do it. Do something else. Yeah. Yeah, really, my, my biggest takeaway from all this is just adaptability, just just knowing that you can adapt and change and, and, and again, focus on, I need to really identify my why and I need to work backwards from there and just make movement a part of what I do every single day and that it can be different intensities, it can look different, but the fact that I'm moving and celebrating what my body can do now is is the whole reason that I went through weight loss surgery is so that I could live in this body that could do all these things that I wanted to do. Right. Exactly, exactly. I think holding on to your why is so important for the rest of our lives. We need to have that why nailed yeah. down and we need yeah. to constantly remind ourselves of it. And, and yeah, just like you guys have said, it doesn't have to be complicated. I think a lot of people try to overcomplicate this. Don't mm -hmm. overcomplicate it. Just... Mm -hmm eat nutritious, move your body. That's literally, you know, that's the, what it boils down to. Eat nutritious the majority of the time, get movement in every day. And, and that's it. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. And it is a learning process. We have to be okay with being a beginner. We have to be okay. Just like, I love what you, the first attempt at, in learning. Yes, fail. fail. Fail means fail. first attempt in learning. You taught me that I love it because the way I was raised, failure was not an option. And you guys, we have to unlearn that. Like this is going to be a learning process. You're going to have ups and downs. You're going to discover that certain things aren't going to work for you or that it's not going to be maintainable for you long-term. And at the end of the day, that's, that's just what we're on a mission to find is what is going to work for you long-term to keep you healthy, happy, fit, strong for the rest of your life and able to do the things that you really want to do. Um, it doesn't, I don't care what you end up weighing. I don't care, you know, what size you end up being. This is about health, well-being, happiness. Um, and if you focus on those, if you make those the focus, then the lifestyle will create itself, you know, like, yes, it'll happen. Yes. So, yeah. And I think you and I have, have touched on this before, but I'm so excited to get to the place where, or where I feel like you're at, which is you're, you're, you've got a lot of peace with, with, with your fitness, with your movement, with your weight, with your size, with your shape, right? It's, it maybe is not perfect, but there's a lot of joy in, in, in where you find yourself now. And, yeah. and you got there by, by ways that I think people, by what may, many will think is unconventional, but really it's the most conventional way of doing it. It's keeping it yeah. simple. It, it's yeah. just, it's just amazing. Yeah. 
Well, Jason, I cannot thank you enough for joining us for this very transformational conversation. We, we so appreciate all that you put out into this community, all that you share, all, all that you produce, just everything that you do is making a huge difference in our lives and, I, and it's making a difference in other people's lives. And this conversation is going to blow so many people's minds. There's going to be so many ahas. There's going to be so many moments of, oh my God, I never thought about that. This conversation is really going to spark a lot of change in people people's lives. And we cannot thank you enough for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on here. This, this has been awesome. I love working with you guys. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I'm taking away a lot from this too. So thank you guys so much. And I can't wait for the next one. <laughs> Oh my gosh, we, we, oh, I, my brain is just, I've got, uh, yeah, I have a lifetime of conversations for us to have. So I hope <laughs> you're on board for that. <laughs> oh my God. And you guys, Michaela in the future, uh, I think she's going to be a very large part of what we do here at, at East to West. We are so excited to partner with her on all things movement. Clearly, I, I think you can see now why we're so excited to, to, to team up with her because it's such a, an integral part of, of who we are. And we're just so excited to just continue to bring uh, exciting and interesting ways that, that we can include movement in, in our everyday lives. If you do not follow Michaela, I highly recommend that you do. You can find her on Instagram at losing to blooming. She has a phenomenal feed, phenomenal content. And what she has planned for us in the future is mind blowing and so beneficial. So you definitely have to follow, follow along. It's just, just the most amazing thing in the world. Jason, you want to take us out, my friend? Yes, ma'am. Michaela, once again, like April said, thank you so much. We appreciate you being here and donating your time to, to speak with us today. Like I, I do believe it, it is going to be very, very mind altering for a lot of people. I think we're gonna we're gonna see a lot of changes coming. So that's that's fantastic. I know it's gonna help me. And that's that I can't thank you enough for that. So we appreciate everybody for following along, liking, you know, all the support that we've received so far. We're able to do what we do because you guys help us to get there. Uh, we wouldn't be where we are already without you guys helping us. So continue the support and we'll continue to be there as best we can. And just remember that you've got this and we've got you and we'll see you next time. Awesome. Thank you, thank you so much, you guys. Bye bye. <laughs>